Once upon a time, in a faraway land, I woke up and realized I am going to be a dentist. <laughs> Said like no one ever. These are the real stories, not fairy tales. As we go behind the smiles, this is a podcast where we interview and chat with some of the biggest leaders in dentistry, learn their stories, and share their motivation with your host, Dr. Gina Dorfman. Today's podcast is brought to you by Yappy, an automated paperless software for dentists and their teams. Learn more at yappyapp.com. Welcome back. You're listening to part two of Operating and Managing Multiple Dental Practices with your host, Dr. Gina Dorfman, and special guest speaker, Dr. Jason Tanuri. I gave a presentation at um, a practice on fire meeting last year on uh, presenting treatment plans, and um, and then after that, when I went back into practice, I'm like, I should have recorded the video for my associates to watch. And I have, I, I mean, the guys that I have right now, absolutely amazing. And, um, you know, like I would marry them if necessary, <laughs> but, you know, but, uh, but I know that at some point they might want to have something of their own. And, and I dread that moment, but if I have to hire someone else, I would, I would have preferred to have that on video. And what I realized is that it took me seven years to create my SOPs. And now, like you said, it's fluid. Now I have to go back and, and rewrite the library. And I'm thinking video would be uh, actually a much better uh, I've heard Mark Costas recommend just taking the iPhone and start talking, you know, just record a, a video of yourself explaining something and then, you know, one by one create a library of that. And and what I love what you said is you said um, 80% of my SOPs came from the fires that we have to put out. And I think that's a very um, good way of, of creating that library whenever something happens, you know. Once you resolve the issue, document how you want this done in the future. And over time, you will have an SOP that's going to prevent some of those fires, hopefully, so, right? So, so true. I mean, I was doing it this morning where yesterday the, the, the woman that runs our call center kept reaching out to me and saying, you know, this, this night guard broke. It was done six months ago. You know, how should this be handled? And uh, I know how it should be handled. It's in my head, right? right? So I wrote it out clear as day, and then I, I put it as part of the calibration document. And now, in theory, you know that question should never have to be asked. You know, and to your point, I have to revisit it a few years from now and what have you. But just just to your point, a little things like that. Um, but to, to backtrack a little bit, the whole video SOP thing, in my opinion, is going to be a game changer. Unfortunately, I have not. I have struggled to convince my leadership team that it's going to be a game changer yet. And I choose my battles with them. So, and they challenge me. And I love that they challenge me. They don't just sit there and listen to me and like, you feel like I'm on, like I'm Zeus or something. So they'll, they'll fight. <laughs> a lot of them. So um, I pick and choose my, my battles, but I totally agree with Mark. And I just finished reading this book um, clockwork from uh I forget. I can't Mike pronounce it. Yeah. So he, I was, I was totally enamored with profit first. So, and then I went and we use profit first in the offices and it's been a game changer for us. So I went back and I read clock or I went back and just this week read clockwork and uh, he talks about that all the time. So for example, like insurance verification SOPs, what, what they do now, and it's great. They take screenshots of all of the software and they load it into this word document and it, it's amazing, but it must take half of a day 
to, to do this. And I'm like, why don't let's, and I introduced them to Camtasia, which is this great uh, screen sharing software mm-hmm. where, I, and you can hear me and you can see my mouse. And I'm like, okay, this is how we verify insurance. Click here, click here, click here, click here. And it's a three minute video and then you're done. And then, so when you onboard someone, you're like, okay, watch this video on how to verify insurance. Right. And, they're still, I don't know why they're not on board with it yet. Maybe because they think it's one of those 19 out of 20 ideas that I have that are horrible, <laughs> but uh, hopefully they'll come around to it. Cause I do think it's a, it's a game changer uh, as we revamp our SOPs and continue to make new ones. Yeah, absolutely. And then you, I mean, you can just have them hosted on the website and there are also like uh, learning uh, online learning systems that you can implement if you know if you have multiple practices and i I really think it's it's the it's the way to go um, what are some of the um, advantages of owning like why would what, if I had to convince someone that multiple practice ownership is a great way to go uh, what would i what would be the selling point yeah uh, it'd be a tough sell that's for sure um, <laughs> I think you, I just like everything. I think you have to reverse engineer your life and uh, you got to decide what you want. And that's, it sounds so antiquated, but it's so true. You have to like, what do you want out of life? What do you want financially? What do you want emotionally? What do you want spiritually? Um, So it took me a while to figure that out, but now I know what I want. And to reverse engineer that, I couldn't have attained that working out of a six operatory office, four days a week chair side, it just, it wasn't going to happen. So I had to figure out what I needed to do to make that happen. And for me to, to, to feed that entrepreneurial spirit and to affect as many people's lives as I possibly could, both patients and non-patients, this is what I needed to do. And um, that's why I love getting out of bed and doing it. I still work two days a week clinically. I still love clinical dentistry, but I really, really love affecting the livelihood of people um, in terms of making their lives better, uh, making, making everything around me better. Um, and that's, that's why I love multiple practice ownership or just being an entrepreneur in, in general, you know, Tim Ferriss always says, um, you know, do you have a business or do you have a job? And when I was working out of that one office and I was the hands at producing all the dentistry, I mean, that's not a business. Like I couldn't go away for 12 months and come back and the business would be better off than it was when I left it, that I had a job and, nice. and I, I certainly couldn't take 12 months off now, but I bet you I could take a month off. Uh, and when are back. you, when are you, did you email Mike with your vacation date for week I, vacation? I haven't emailed him yet, but it's slated for July, 2020. That's the, those are the 30 days that I'm going to take off. And it, it, it was a, it was great perspective in his book because now almost every decision I make is kind of thinking along those lines, like that, that SOP I wrote this morning on broken night guards, like, well, no one will have to reach out to me and ask me that question. So I'll check right. that the list. <laughs> and it's, it's kind of in my mindset in preparation for July of 2020. So I love that. So uh, be, besides training your associates or helping them grow, what's your other QBR in the, in the uh, practice? So I think it's for me, our QBR, and I haven't run through the exercise yet with the team, um, it, it's case acceptance. And by case acceptance, my definition of it is uh, percentage of treatment that you had proposed that got accepted. It's not the yes, no. It's the if you presented $10,000 worth of dentistry uh, and they accept 
half of that, then that's 50% case acceptance. So right now across the board, our case acceptance is about 33 to 34%. Some providers are at 30, some are in the low forties. And with as much dentistry as we produce, if we could go from say 34% to 40%, that's an additional million dollars in revenue without changing anything in our organization. So that's been my thought process is really figuring out how to increase case acceptance. I don't know if you saw on DSN, but the thing I'm working on now is these video case presentations. Um, It's been a game changer for me. I'm trying to work out the logistics of how to do video case presentations. Um, But every time I email one of those to a patient, they're blown away. Um, Like I was saying on DSN, they usually call back and cancel the consult appointment and instead want to start treatment. So I don't, it's, it's, freed up my chair time. Uh, and it gives, it gives patients a 15 minute video where they can show it to their friends and family and get a second set of eyes and other opinions and stuff like that. And I see, even say it on the videos. I say, if you're not hundred percent sure about what I'm talking about here, or you're not on board with what I'm trying to do, I would take this video and show it to another dentist. Like go get, go seek another opinion. Cause I need you to be fully engaged and fully on board with what we're trying to do here. Um, and it's been awesome and I'm trying to figure out logistically how to, how to allow the other associates in the office to make these videos in minimal time, you know, so Dr. So-and-so spend 15 minutes, make this video. And I think it'll take your case acceptance out 10%, 15%. So that's kind of what I'm working on now. Cause I, I think our QBR is taking that case acceptance percentage and, and al- basically allowing patients to say yes more frequently. So I want to go back to something you talked about a little bit earlier. You mentioned that you created this business structure with multiple offices to kind of, um, you know, to create your vision of life, what you wanted to do. And um, this is something that I can relate to that was, um, and not necessarily consciously in the beginning, uh, but now looking back, I'm realizing that my favorite part of um, working in my office is um, is uh, working with my people, you know, creating systems, uh, helping people grow. And, uh, you know, I still practice clinical dentistry and I like it, but I don't think I would have liked it if I was doing this full time. You know, it would, it, you know, I need other things. Um, so with that in mind, um, how do you ensure that you have life work balance? Because you've got a lot of things on your plate, I'm sure. Um, how do you keep yourself balanced? Yeah, that's a real good question too. Uh, you ask great questions. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, wish, I wish there was a book where I had all these answers. Um, <laughs> but uh, I have a couple of things. So I try to schedule my day in 15-minute increments where I pretty much know where I'm going to be every 15 minutes. And I, I wake up very early in the morning. I wake up at 4 a.m. and from oh, 4 wow. From four to five, I have a, a process that really helps me. Um, and part of that process is is scheduling my day. And once I schedule, I kind of take a step back and I look at it. And I basically say, you know, if I follow this day to a T, is it going to get me that much closer to my personal and professional goals? And if the answer is yes, then I, I hit it right on the head. And it's got to be balanced. Um, it's It's got to have a lot of the business uh, stuff in there, but it also has to have a lot of the personal stuff in there. And 
Um, I, I read a, a vision document daily that talks about my personal goals and my relationship goals and my spiritual goals. And it's just constant reminders for me to, to stay balanced, as you say. I also have an app on my phone that's like a time clock, uh, like a punch in, punch in app. Uh, I try to limit my uh, my time per week, business time to 50 hours. Sometimes I'm successful with that. Sometimes I'm not, but at least I'm cognizant of it. And it's it's kind of top of mind awareness that once I get north of 50, I know that I'm getting a little bit out of balance with with the rest of my goals. Um, But that being said, I'll have some weeks where I'm 75, 80 hours uh, in. um, And then I'll have some weeks where like this past Christmas vacation, um, I spent two and a half, three hours every morning doing business stuff. And then I shut it off and I was I was completely engaged in my family the rest of the time. So. I don't think there's such a thing as having like the perfectly balanced day, but is, you know, Mondays might be perfect. Tuesday might be all business. Wednesday might be all family. And at, at the end of the week or at the end of the month, I, I feel good about what I'm doing. That's, that's the most important thing. You, you, you have to be present when you're at the office or when you're working from home, you have to be present with your work, but you also have to be present um, with your family. A lot of times um, we, even when we find the time to spend with them, our head is elsewhere. And I find for me personally, shutting off my head is more difficult than, you know, to manually stop doing work. And it's a constant reminder that, okay, you turn off your head and and concentrate on the kids and on your life and just be in the moment. Right. Um, Last question for you. Uh, What advice would you give to someone who is considering multiple practice ownership? Uh, that's a great question. Um, the first part of advice would be really, really make sure this is what you want. And, um, you know, Mark talks about it a lot in his podcast, how people want a second or third office because they think it's going to somehow spark, um, revenue in their first practice, or it's going to lead to this money tree, uh, that, that is not there currently. And, based on the relationships that I've developed with other people that have done gone down this road, nothing could be further from the truth. So you really make sure that the flagship is buttoned up and, and kind of running on autopilot before you even start to think about, you know, going into a second or a third location. And then, like I said before, it it starts with your why it starts with your vision and your personal purpose and it's got to be in line with what you're going to do on a daily basis. So if, in my opinion, if the multiple practice model isn't somehow associated with what your why is, what your personal vision is, it's not going to work. It's, uh, you know, if you don't like people, um, it's not going to work. And if you don't like to, to try to figure out things and, and have this entrepreneurial spirit and just make people around you better it's not going to work. Um, the other thing, if it, if you've crossed all your T's and dotted all your I's and you, and everything lines up, then I would certainly encourage you to shorten your learning curve by reaching out to people that are maybe a few years ahead of you on that path. And that's certainly what I've done with, um, people on DSN, people like Addison's a great example um, such a wealth of knowledge and has accomplished what I would like to accomplish. 
And for me to run things by Addison and, and him say, no, 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 Jason, do not do that. Um, a great example is how he walked me through our transition to Open Dental. And I would have done it completely ass backwards uh, if I didn't have him to kind of walk me through all the mistakes that he made. And it really helped shorten the learning curve um, with, with onboarding that software in our organization. So if you're going to do it, if it lines up with your purpose, then make sure you uh, align yourself with with mentors that have been there and they've, they've walked the walk and, and they're willing to help you. That's excellent advice. Thank you so much, Jason, for sharing this with us. And um, I definitely want to circle back in a year and, uh, you know, see your progress. I wish you everything the best. I am so excited that um, I got to sort of virtually meet you now. And, uh, you know, hopefully, are you going to be at uh, either Voices of Dentistry or maybe the DSI in March? I, I'm really trying to figure out a way to ask permission my wife to get uh, voices of dentistry well hopefully hopefully you'll uh you know work up the courage to ask and uh <laughs> hopefully i'll uh, see you there all right sounds good thank you so much for the time i really appreciate it thank you thank you bye jason